We're back. Welcome to Hunting, Fishing, and Faith podcast. I'm Jeremy Stalker, Bradley Greason here. What's up? <clears throat> um, we took a little bit of a break, which I think we said that last time too. But we've just been super busy. Hasn't really been much of a break. It's been more um, schedules finding, haven't aligned, and, and yeah, I'm finding time to. My wife went to back to down. work, and so I keep the kids on most Sunday nights now, which is when we were doing these. Yeah, and babies and all kinds of stuff just life changes but we're we're trying to get back into the groove um you know pick things back up again so we, i mean we missed y'all for sure hope y'all missed us probably not though but uh let's pray real quick and we'll get into it yeah i'll pray definitely father i just want to thank you for uh let's just giving us this time to sit down together and just talk about hunting fishing and talk about you god i just pray that this podcast uh doesn't fall on deaf ears god that you just use this for your glory god because that's what it's all about god we're just here to glorify you and we just thank you for the opportunity to just sit down and um and fellowship with each other and just talk through some things god we just we love you and we love what you're doing in our lives and we just thank you for all that you've done for us in your powerful name i pray amen amen all right well um we like like we said, we we've been busy. Um, you know, like we said before, I had a new baby. Bradley had a new baby. Bradley's wife just went back to work, so it's just been a whirlwind of yeah. all kinds of stuff. My Re- kids playing ball, I'm remodeling my house, been cut down six trees in our front yard, and redoing yeah. a bathroom, taking up a lot of free time. Oh yeah, but uh, we just we just was gonna get on here and just chit chat, talk, kind of. Yeah, we don't really have a topic. We're just gonna no. talk about what we've been doing, deer hunting wise, fishing wise. Yeah, kind of just see where it goes. It might not be very fun to listen to, but we're gonna. We're gonna I think talk. we'll be. I think so. You know, y'all just you know just keep y'all in tune with us. You know, just letting y'all know what's going on and what we're doing to you know to prepare for next deer season. What we're doing currently for fishing and stuff. So yeah, I hope y'all enjoy it tonight. I think. I think it'll be all right. Anyway, Jesus is going to be glorified. That's right. That's right. We got a good devotional at the end, I think. So. Well, let me ask you this. Have you been checking cameras? I have been. I haven't been checking them often. I've been trying to stay out of there and just, but I checked them about two weeks ago, I think it was. Uh, my, my camera down in the bottom, the creek bottom, where I usually hunt, there's no deer at whatsoever down there. Um, well, I take that back. No deer in front of the camera. Every time I go down there to check them, there's deer in the bottom. They're just really? not coming by the camera, which that's typical. I mean, unless I'm running corn right there, and, you know, they're not usually running those same trails they do during the fall time during the summer. They kind of stay either across a creek or right down by the creek. Yeah. But I've seen some deer down there riding the full down there to check the camera. But the one I got up by the house on my mineral site um, there had been full of deer. I've had uh, last camera pull. I mean, it was it's it soaked for about a month, and I had probably – 80 pictures of deer and half of them were bucks growing antlers. I don't know what yeah. kind of bucks yet, but they were growing and then half of them were does and fawns. So it wasn't too bad of a carpool, been keeping minerals out there. And Have you re, re, um, done your minerals yet? Yeah, I've put out. I need to do mine. I've probably put them out three times so far this year, maybe four, four times this year. Oh, you've been really keeping Yeah, I did. I've been doing it about once a month. Yeah, so, but I need to I do need it to again. Get to do mine. I, I told Kelly yesterday I needed to go put out there and put some more out. Yeah, I've been trying to keep up with it. They weren't hitting them at all for the first month. I mean, first three months, hardly. I had does and fawns hitting them pretty hard at the first couple months, but now they're at least the one by right behind the house. They're really starting to hit it. Yeah, about a about a month ago, 
they started hammering mine pretty good too. Um, yeah, but uh, I got some bucks on camera, you know, growing antlers. I got one. I, I got he he had a, some pretty good knobs coming up, so I just kind of zoomed in on him and was really looking. And he has a slit in his right ear. And you know what buck has a slit in his right ear? OT. Yep, that ten pointer. So I have two years of history with this deer so far. Um, the first year, which two two seasons ago, um, he just showed up on camera at the end of the season, and I ended up finding both his sheds. And then last year, he, I never seen him after that, not on camera or nothing. After I found like his sheds and everything, and then so last year, all of a sudden I had a ten pointer show up. Which he was a ten pointer the first year, just a tight little basket rack ten pointer, and then last year he um, showed up at the end of the season again. That's why we named him OT, which Bradley actually came up with that, just because he's at the end of the year. And I didn't find his sheds this year or nothing, but he showed up. I mean, the last like two weeks of deer season, just here and there. I never have seen that deer in person or nothing. But anyways, he has a slit in his right ear, so I don't know if it's the same one, or, you know, if it's just by chance this deer's got a slit in his right ear too, or what, so, but kinda we'll hope, see. Kind of hope it's the same one. I hope he sticks around long enough and doesn't leave. That could be what he's doing, though, is just using your property in the spring and early summer and moving on somewhere else. I need to go out and re-up my minerals and stuff. The I killed a turkey. Did you do that? We haven't talked about that, really. No, we didn't. Um, I did, I killed my first turkey this year. That was pretty cool. Thanks to my buddy, Kale Rogers. Um, he came out and called one in for me. Um, I mean, I've been getting lots of turkeys. I still getting lots of turkeys. Yeah. Okay, which season's over now. But I didn't even turkey hunt this year. I tried calling a couple times at the house and was, I didn't hear nothing, see nothing. So I was like, not even going to worry about it. We literally went opening day. Yeah. And it just, like, Kale was like, dude, that, we got lucky because it don't normally happen like yeah. that. Well, thing is, when you got them, you can you can get it done. I mean, it don't always happen the first time, but you can get it done yeah. pretty quick when you got the turkeys around. Yeah. But I mean, you sometimes it takes a couple setups and figuring them out. But oh yeah, I, did, I ain't got them. This but year. yeah, we um that was that's fun. I'm not really gonna go into a whole lot of detail about it, but that was fun. Um, I need to finish my my uh, fan mount and yeah. all that. I got it in the shed. Yeah, and I've been fishing quite a bit, um, you know, in between ball, baseball right now. Both the boys are on separate teams. That's three, two nights, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, so three days a week. Amazing, man. What happens when the kids start playing sports? I know, for real. Um, so we got uh, another club tournament this Saturday, but obviously I'm not going because we got ball game. But, so, yeah, it's been crazy, you know. Like I said, uh, oh, bad. <laughs> I've been fishing. I did fish a, oh, a wildcat tournament yesterday. That's fun. Me and Jacob, which Jacob's been on here before with us. Uh, we did pretty good. Um, it was at Macintosh. We, uh, we should have finished third, but because we had three dead fish, because I got something going on with one of my live wells. But. 
I think we ended up like fourth or fifth, something like that. But it was a good time. The fish are in pretty hard transition right now. From yeah, how'd get- you catch them yesterday? Oh, in the morning there was a shad spawn. So we chased that for as much as we could, which we have a limit by nine, which I was happy with, but it was a very small limit. And then, you know, from there we just kept grinding it out and Jacob ended up catching a five pounder at like 11. And that was our first coal. Um, and then we coaled a couple more times, but not by much. I think we ended up, we had like 14.3, but then after it was a, a pound of fish, a pound per dead fish. So it was 11.3 is what we ended with. But I was happy with it because, I mean, considering we were fishing some pretty good dudes on that lake. Yeah. Yeah, that ain't bad at all. I, this is this is where my fishing knowledge kind of goes out the window this time of year. I don't know. Uh, I know what the fish are doing, but I don't know. Not that I don't I know how to catch them. I just I don't spend enough time trying to catch them to get good at it, I guess I should say. Yeah. And I, but I ain't, I ain't bass fish since I fished that tournament on Grand Mebane in March because of all the house stuff we've been had going, had going on. And every free moment I got, at the, I just work on the house or work on cleaning up trees in my front yard. But we got to do some saltwater fishing a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I did too. That was. Oh, yeah, because we were down there together. Yeah. Fished off the boat two days with my father in law, and we didn't have hardly any luck. We caught one drum and a flounder. I caught a nice flounder, about 17 inches. But that. Then me and my wife fished on the, the dock right there in the sound, and she caught a 25-inch drum and a 19-inch drum. Yeah, that's a good one. Berkeley caught some trout. Yep, caught some good trout. Yep. What was that, 21 and 22 inches? Yeah, that one was, and then yeah. a, like a 17. Yeah. So we, uh... But that type of fishing ain't nothing but just throwing bait out into the same spot yeah. over and over again. And just so, sitting and there. Just luck is what, not necessarily luck. Mud minnows. Mean, yeah. It's in a good spot, but it ain't a can't tell you why they bit there what they doing there yeah, <laughs> just doing there i'm going down to the coast <laughs> memorial day weekend so i'll do a little bit of fishing then see how that goes um and everything but i mean i guess we could we could talk about may baits or mm-hmm. bass we can throw that in here yeah um because i don't think we made one for no may baits um so i haven't really thought of oops I haven't really thought about this, but if I had to choose five baits, so right now you're dealing with shad spawn and fish transitioning off of beds. Um, I'm probably going to, <laughs> honestly, I'm going to have a buzz bait for in the morning. Yeah, it's one of mine. Um, a swim jig, a uh, square bill. How many is that? Three? Yeah. So literally what I've caught fish on, except for buzz bait. I still haven't caught. I, have, I still have not caught a topwater fish at a lake this year. No, that's terrible. I've had, had all those bites. I've had so many <laughs> gloves too. But anyways, so buzz bait, swim jig, square bill, flipping jig. I'm definitely gonna yeah. still be flipping. We, that's how we call the five pounder. And then uh, probably like a a, a fluke. A weightless fluke or a Cinco, something like that. Yeah. Or shaky head. Somewhere yeah. in there. You know, something a little bit more finesse and slow. Yeah. That's, that's about what I'd probably be fishing too. I mean, I'm definitely having a buzz bait tied on this time of year. Definitely a Cinco. Mm-hmm. Definitely some sort of swim bait, whether it be like a jig head with a swim bait or yeah. like a uh, 
Jacob caught one like that yesterday yeah. on an underspin. Yeah, actually, and or I'd have an my, I have an underspin, but something like that, and then and a jig, and that's probably I mean this time of year, which I mean most of the time of year, those that's what's on my rods anyways. Yeah, but I'm not any type of transit like offshore type of fisherman. I never really have been, although I'd love to get into it a little bit more, and I'd really love to start trying to use some depth finders and try and find fish that way, but. I just, when I go to the lake, definitely now as it's starting to get warm and getting hot almost, mm-hmm. I go, you know, most of the time I, I don't fish a lot of tournaments. So, I mean, I'm, I'll am i go in the morning time and I'll fish from yeah. 8 to 12 and <laughs> yeah. and I'll beat the banks. And yeah. that's how I catch most of my fish. But, but yeah. like, for the, and if y'all don't know what a shad spawn is, I was just going to hit on that real quick. Yeah. So, shad spawn is literally the, the shad spawning, but they like to spawn on like, on structure, on the bank. And you'll see them. Literally, it'll be like that. They literally jump on top of each yeah, other, popping. Yeah, all over the place, like on the bank. Like you'll yeah. see them flopping onto mm-hmm. the bank and stuff like that. And they do that when it's you know dark, kind of. So yeah. you, you, it's something that you catch like the first little first bit little in the bit morning. morning. And so you like as it's getting light, you want to be catching like shady, yeah, areas that still haven't been hit with the sun yet, to try to keep it as long as you can yeah. if you're going to be chasing that. But, I mean, it's a great way to, to catch some fish early in the morning. That's when I love catching them on a shad spawn. That's a lot of times when I'm going through the water this time of year and into June. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm looking for at the yeah. first thing in the morning because you can – I mean, it's easy to find one. Yeah. And it's really easy to see. I mean, it's easy to see schools of shad anyway yeah. if you look hard enough. And then, so, I mean, then you start – you see a shad spawn and you know they're spawning and throwing – like I, I talked about it a couple podcasts ago, that one that I – found that in it was in april yeah until end of april and i found a shad spawn in mcintosh and caught four fish off of it oh yeah before nine o'clock that morning oh yeah oh yeah um well i was going to ask you what kind of plans do you have for this summer or let's say just from this (laughs) point forward to uh get your deer season you know your deer property ready so I haven't really thought a whole lot about my property because <clears throat> I did a lot of what I wanted to do in January because I was so pumped up about it. Yeah. You know, I got my rub post up. I got my blind moved, my shooting lanes cleared for, for where I'm going to start this year, I think. Unless mm-hmm. just my cameras tell me completely something different. Um, <clears throat> so really, I've got I've to set up a spot, like that spot that I'm getting all the deer pictures right now, which is literally 50 yards in the woods right behind my house in my backyard. I don't have anything set up there. That's just where I've been running minerals because I'd had a corn pile there for a little bit last year and the year before and I always saw deer. So I was like, well, you know what, I'm going to put minerals there. So i got to figure out how to hunt that, whether it's going to be out of a tree stand or out of a blind and figure out the game plan for that because um, I've realized that they use it a lot more than I thought they did. Mm-hmm. And there's some really good – it's right next to a bedding area. Yeah. And where I killed my deer last year, that deer was coming out of a bedding area and it was you know probably 75 yards from where I'm going to be hunting. And that's going to be my one of my main setups this year. Um, so other than that, though, for the property behind my house, I'm kind of just going to let it sit, soak, and I might start putting some corn out down in the bottom just so I can see what's down there because that, that'll bring them to the camera. Um, but that'd be the only purpose for that, just to see what's there and if they are if they are in the area right now. <clears throat> but other than that, I'm kind of just going to go free-flowing into the property behind my house, and I'm going to focus more on... I know the deer are going to be there. I have a really good feeling they're going to be there early season like they have been for the past three years. And so my, my game plan going into that is to stay out of it as much as I can right now and 
that's why I tried to do everything early too, so I can just stay out of it and you know just go down there to put minerals out and pull a card. Yeah. And I'm gonna try and stay out of it, and hopefully within the first three weeks of the season, get on a deer down there in the bottom, and just try and I'm gonna. This has nothing to do with preparation, but I'm gonna focus more on like what we talked about last year about uh, overpressuring my spots because yeah. I did that a lot last year, and looking back on, I know I did, and I can see it even more that I did. And so I'm going to really try and focus on ways to hunt around the wind down there in the bottom, which is really hard to do because it's swirly. And my blind helps a lot, but I'm also going to try and find some other, I don't know what I'm going to have to do because, you know, the wind's swirly, so it's just hard. But I think where my setup is, I think I'm in a really good spot where, but I'm just, that's my focus right now, just kind of mulling over stuff like that. And then other than property stuff i'm i've already started shooting my bow and getting back into that i've got my hunting site back on the bow i didn't get to shoot a single tournament this year <laughs> like i had planned i was going to shoot quite a few of them and i didn't get to shoot one because uh, the one i was actually going to go to got canceled and so and that didn't happen but now i'm back in it i got my my three pin hunting site on there and i've been dialing that in and just trying to get it really dialed out and get confident really confident out to 35 yards is my plan i got a Set, yeah. change my pins up a little bit this year um instead of hunting 10 20 i mean 20 30 40 50 on my pins i've got 15 25 and 35 yeah yeah we need to uh we need to get out to sammy's yeah and get that because you know that'll help with hunting pressure at both our properties if we can also have there too um and i mean that and sammy's is yeah, great. I mean, there's a great opportunity to yeah. kill a nice deer out there. I think if we really spend some time there and really figure out what the deer are doing, yeah. I think we could really have have success out there, even if it's just somewhere you go and shoot a doe here and there. But, I, yeah. I mean, I really do believe – I mean, your dad gets pictures of nice bucks all the time, oh, yeah. and I really think we could try and pattern some of those bucks definitely early in the season um, and try and and try and get on them. Because my favorite time – and I, any, any hunter, I think, would agree with me – bow season in north carolina is your best bet to get on which anywhere but it's yeah. your best bet bet to really figure out a deer because as soon as, as soon as gun season comes in the woods fell up yeah and they go all over the place yeah the um at sammy's i think like like you were saying it'd be a great place to if we wanted to kill early season doe yeah. stuff like that but you know like last year dad had a nice buck on camera mm-hmm. early bow season and stuff so i mean yeah i mean i know the field's planting corn my fields are planting corn because it's probably like i don't know eight ten inches high i went out there saturday to my to my property just to my one camera my cell camera because it was sending me pictures of the grass blowing because the grass has grown up yeah and so i went out there and kind of trimmed the grass up around my camera just so it wasn't taking 500 pictures a day of the grass moving but you know i'm I also, I did do this, so I drove, you know, in that little field, I can drive my truck down to there, so I drove my truck right there in front of the camera and did what I had to do, well then, me and Finley got back in the truck, and I kind of just circled that field just real quick, and I was really, really looking for trees to possibly put a bow stand in, and just trying to think about, because now, you know, the leaves are all in now, Mm -hmm. this is what it's going to be like, opening, opening yeah, opening day of bow season, so, you know, it doesn't hurt to be scouting now. And trying to find stuff, to you know, areas that you think will be good to hunt. Not saying you should be setting up right now or anything like that, because a lot could change. Yeah. But you know, you could definitely go out scouting. You can still find some sheds now if you wanted to. 
the squirrels hadn't got to them yet. But, you know, definitely use this time if you, if you can to go out and just do some walking and, you know, try to figure out, you know, what's what and, and all that. Because, I mean, if you jump a deer right now, it's not going to hurt yeah, you. it don't hurt nothing. No. So. Do you got any plans if you come up with anything that you want to do before opening day of out there at your place so yeah i do want to i want to move the box stand i think just because i want it more in the middle of that tree line rather than in that corner um i want to do that i really want to build something else instead of what's there I, i can still use like the legs and the platform and all that but what's on top of it i think i want to change and build something a little bit more comfortable for me and the boys um and i i wanted to plant food plots and stuff but the price of seed is outrageous yeah so i kind of backed on that i need to do some mowing i do want to do there are some things i want to do um down in the bottom i want to really mow that sewer line you know pretty good so i can get i got that tripod for christmas yeah and uh i want to put that up down there right there across the creek so we can slip in right there and hunt the back side yeah. of that bedding area down there um, i think it'd be a great place for like early gun season even and then you know just clean up you know and I'm, what i mean by that is mow some stuff and just kind of scout a little bit and you so know that spot that you had last year that you got to walk you know, you got your your dad's stand. I think it's what you know. The one yeah, by, yeah, yeah. You walk down and go to that creek. Are you gonna put something back in that area? Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Okay, so if that's you go the spot. Past dad's stand, you cross the little creek and go around, okay. then cross the big. creek. That's the sewer line you were talking. Yeah, about. I was thinking I about the one in the big field. No, I want to go down. Like once you cross the big creek, maybe just to the left right there. Yeah. Because I think what I could do, honestly, is get in. Because the creek's not that deep, as long as it ain't been mm-hmm. raining. The creek's not that deep. I think I can get in the creek right there yeah. and walk down and come up right behind the, the tripod. Yeah, I think that And climb in. Instead of coming out to the open. And then walking. And in. then walking down the tree line to the tripod. I think I can cross the creek, climb up, and get yeah. right up in there from from the creek bed right there. Yeah, I think that'd work out well. That, that'd be a good spot. And that was something else. Um, the other... So you know where your the box stand down in that bottom where you find those scrapes every year. Are you thinking about anything down there oh, early down, season? Well, I don't know. You know, I haven't really thought about that because that you know early season. I yeah. think that's when we thought they were using it so much. Definitely, you know, with yeah. that corn being there now, you got corn again. Might be worth at least throwing a camera up a little earlier than you did last year. Yeah, for sure. It's just hard to get to. That's yeah, the only it's a problem. Tough place. Is you can't really get down there <clears> until <throat> the corn's cut because there's no way you would get yeah. to it without spooking everything yeah. out on that side it'd be one of those things where you like almost would put a goodbye you another cell camera and put it down there yeah. and then you know if you, get, if you yeah. got something down there then you're trying to figure out a way out. to get down there yeah yeah um for sure yeah that, i mean that's that's one of the problems is i'm still in the process of learning it because this, mm-hmm. this year coming up will be my third year of hunting it i mean i learned so much the first year and then took everything that i could from the first year and to the second year i learned so much more so i really got to you know i still got so much more to learn yeah. and figure out how they're using the property and all that well like 
you know, it was like mid season last year. I found that one spot that I showed you yeah. up there closer to uh, Pete's house. Yeah. That I really like. See, that's something. Yeah. Else about too that to kind of, you know, at the top of that ridge and all that. But I don't know, you know, that that's another place, though, that'd be almost impossible to get to. Yeah, without spooking some stuff. Yeah. I think a lot of this stuff, you know, we're still in May here, May 16th. Yeah. So we got, like, you know, we're still we're telling the, the really good fishing season, and which when you fish all year anyways. But, like, my brain, it started to switch over to some deer hunting. Um, but I'm more, more right now, I'm kind of just in that lull of, like, okay, what do I do? yeah where i'm at and you know i still this is when i like i've gotten back into shooting my bow so that gives me that even pumps me up for deer season but i think as when the dog days of summers hit june and july and we're really like okay i definitely don't want to go sit on the lake out in this heat i think that's when we really need to take that time and you know june and july more like july yeah and go try and figure out some of this stuff plus you're getting closer to season the deer set in their summer patterns yeah. and you'll have you'll know that pattern they're going to stay that pattern at least for probably the first two weeks of season yeah, there's a lot to think about. I've I've thought a lot about my 20 acres there, and I just the more I think about it, the the more I realize there's not a lot I can do, you know, setup. I mean, that guy's blind still down in the woods. Yeah. Um. So that's one thing that's hindering me from from changing a lot of things and figuring out what to do. I just don't want to sit there and put a lot of money into a place that if this guy's going to still hunt it every year. Um. Let me ask you this. I mean, you've hunted Sammy's with me <laughs> almost the entire time that me and Dad have hunted it you know off and on um do you have anything in mind that you think because that's the other problem with sammy's is it's all field the yeah. field is the front of the property yeah and you got and the it's wood. full of corn it's and the woods and everything and the lake is all behind <clears throat> the big field of corn yeah so you got to get through the corn to get to mm-hmm. anywhere to set up but at least for both season yeah. until the until the corn's cut um do you have any have you thought about like any plans or ideas or anything? A little bit. I've I've been thinking to the corner stand, which is usually typically my stand when I go sit over there. It's there. So the way the field looks, it looks like a mitten. So yeah. you envision envision this. If you, you have a mitten, and the right side of the field is your your four fingers, and then your you know your finger goes to yeah. your thumb is the left side, and that's what the field looks like. And then there's mm-hmm. another field that cuts off, comes off the thumb straight to the left. Which I mean, you know this, but yeah. Um, so my the corner stand is in the basically where your middle finger would be in the mitten. And that's usually, typically where I sat. That's where I've sat for since mm. I was a junior in high school. That's a great <laughs> and, and so I've, th- I've thought about, you know, we're, we're bow hunting this. This is going to be like, because your dad's going to gun hunt it. Yeah. And so we're going to back out of there during gun season, I think, is our plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So bow season, when we typically hunt, when I hunt that stand in bow season, I've had two setups, you know, right there in the corner stand. Then, you know, you put that old box over there to, mm-hmm. the, to the right of the corner stand. But then right in the woods behind that old box, which I don't know yet know what it looks like over there now but i put my blind in the woods there for one season Mm -hmm. and i saw a ton of deer early bow season and the way the deer typically run right there is you know they'll either come out right there under that corner stand or right there in front of you and or they'll come out from where my blind was sitting so i'm thinking my thoughts on it have been figure out where those deer are coming from that are coming from under the stand because that way you've got a lot more woods to work with as opposed to the other side and i want to get some get down in there somewhere what Um, i think I was just thinking about this. I think that side of the property is probably going to be our best bet for bow hunting. Reason yeah. being is just to get in there. Yeah, you can walk but down that right. What I'm thinking about is what we need to do is go ask. Because, okay, so right off of that field through the woods right there is a driveway. Yeah. It goes to a house way in the back. Yeah. What I'm thinking, though, is 
I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't, but we'll ask permission and see if we could park. Off the side of their driveway? Off the side of their driveway and get out and walk in. Yeah, from the backside there. From the backside, because then we could get to the bottom. Way quicker. Way quicker without going all through there and everything like that. Yeah, I like that idea. And I think they would let us. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know why they wouldn't. Because, I mean, we wouldn't, it's not like we'd be blocking their driveway. There's plenty of room to pull off right there. Yeah, I think that would be a good idea. Because I think that's going to be our best bet is back in there. I mean, that's where Mm -hmm. most of the woods are, you know, down in that bottom. Because on the other side, you get to the lake real quick and you get to the other person's property. Well, and you can't get down there without going through through the the corn. corn. You literally have to walk through the corn. Yeah, because on that, on that mitten of thumb, yeah. connects to that other field and, to the neighboring and field. rob plants both of them in corn yeah. so he just plants it all as one exactly so you literally have to walk through that stretch of corn yeah. to get back there which i've done it yeah and you know in the past and stuff like that but it is it's hard especially to like heck after like after september when the corn starts to brown yeah and it's so crunchy yeah. it is Can't so no loud yeah i think i think that's gonna be our best bet too and i think we'll uh we have to get some boots on the ground this summer to get out there and look at it and mm. really, really try and figure out. And honestly, my goal for this, for Sammy's, is you know, to to film what we're doing out there. All right, yeah, yeah. I really want like I really want to get into that. I'm really thinking about asking Kelly to buy me a video camera for my birthday, just a just kind of one like you got, yeah, um, and something of that nature. Which I mean, they sell some ones on amazon i don't know if they're gonna be worth anything but you know they got 4k well, ones and i mean i think about it like this that camera i got i think i bought i bought it i bet you i bet you that, that camera's probably like eight years old mm-hmm. and i mean I, it was like 150 dollars then yeah so i mean if you spent 150 dollars on a camera like what i'm what i'm getting at is you know how like technology yeah it, like a 50 dollar camera eight years ago is the same as uh yeah. like the new technology. or a 50 dollar camera today is, is the same more, as a 150 dollar yeah, camera eight years ago so that's what i was kind of getting at so i yeah. mean if you spent like 150 200 i guarantee you'd have a really yeah. nice camera i think that's what i want to get into because like every year i try and film with my little nikon d5300 yeah. and it only films it's, in 20 minute not, segments it's, it's too, not made it's for too that. big i mean if i had the right lenses i could but the lenses are a thousand dollars to get lenses yeah. and it's just, it ain't worth it. I mean, it'd be fun to do, like, if we were making videos, say, like, the hunting public, you know, do some yeah. B-roll with that camera yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. But to be honest, I just want something I can really document what we're doing because I think what we're about to do with Sammy is, is what we've wanted to do for a long time Yeah, and really get into it. And also, too, we can start adding some shorts, like some short videos yeah. on YouTube for what we're doing so you guys know what we're talking about and, and yeah, stuff. See and, what we're see what we're talking about because yeah, I'm a visual just, person. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that'd be cool. We could do, like... I like it. So let us let us know, you know, on on social media, and I think you can, can you comment on these uh, podcasts. I don't even know. Let me see. I don't know. If you I'm gonna pull it up right quick. I know. See. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if we could do, you can comment on your post on Instagram when you post it. Yeah, yeah, that. Let's see here. Community. Oh, I can ask a question on Spotify, but I don't think it'll. Or not on Spotify, but on uh, what's the one thing that we what's the that we share it to? Anchor. Anchor, yeah. Not many people probably listen on Anchor. Yeah, probably not. Most of y'all probably listen to Spotify and iTunes. But, anyways, 
<clears throat> let us know in, in on our social media on Instagram and Facebook. Um, if you know if we did, you know, start a little YouTube thing just to kind of show y'all not to like do yeah, anything crazy. Probably not We're posting just, no, like hunting videos. I mean, we might post them yeah. if we have one that would help. But I'm not trying to be the hunting public. No, I'm just trying to just to, just to kind of help yeah. y'all and inform y'all and kind of just. Really give y'all a visual of what yeah. we're talking about. I honestly, like, my main point for the videos is I don't want to, like, everybody nowadays, I, it's crazy. You go ask a uh, elementary school kid, what do you want to do when you grow up? I want to be a famous YouTuber. And, you know, we, yeah. we've had that dream. Oh, um, yeah. but I tried it, like, four yeah. times. <laughs> but I, that's not my dream anymore. I don't want to be a... I watched so many different YouTube channels, and I was just like, you know, that would be fun. You guys get to do what you're doing all the time. But I'm like, I just feel like it would take the joy out of it. You yeah. know, and that was... And I'm sure it would for a point, but I mean, I'm, I'm also sure like if we're doing it with something you love, you're going to love it. But oh, yeah. the reason why I want to do the video and is for me so I can go back and look at it like 10 years from now and say we get a big kill on camera or say that we just say all we do is just film our hunts and we just yeah. get these cool encounters on camera and you can go back and look on that and you can learn from it even 10 years down the road and just yeah. stuff like that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because I've, as I've gotten older, I used to have my mindset and I've learned this a lot through, I'm playing softball this year in Burlington Rec League, adult softball league. And I've learned a lot that like, you go, when you go to start playing softball at 29 years old or almost 29 years old, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be the best, of best baseball, softball player in the world. If I found out real quickly that I'm like, that's not what life's about anymore. It's not about <laughs> going out there and winning state championships in high school. It's, it's literally about like, I'm doing this because I love the sport. And, I, and, yes, I want to be good at it, and I'm going to constantly try and grow. You know, I'm, I'm our pitcher, so I'm trying to grow and, and get better at pitching. But it's like I've, as I've, I've gotten older, it's, it's changed from I want to be the best uh, I can be at this, you know, because that's what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. But it's more like I want to enjoy what I'm doing, whether I'm just mediocre at it. Yeah. And I've, I've found that out through, like, all actually, like whether it be playing baseball on the PlayStation. You know, last year I got my baseball game on the PlayStation. I hadn't played baseball on the PlayStation in years, and I was like, I'm going to be the best baseball player on PlayStation. And I sucked, and I was like, well, this is terrible. This isn't even fun. So I've had to go to the mindset, I'm like, it doesn't matter if I'm good at this. I just want to do it because I yeah. enjoy it. And so I'm going trying to take that and, and go into hunting with it. It's like, it doesn't matter if I go out here and kill Boone and Crockett's every yeah. year. I want to go out here, and I want to enjoy what I'm doing and that's why, like, video, and it just adds another aspect of, like, I enjoy videography. I'm not very good at it. Never edited a video in my life, honestly. But, like, going, like, video with my Nikon, like, I love making the videos. Yeah. And it's something that I want to get into. And so, like, I think it would just be fun for that part of it. Well, like, I, I videoed. I took a camera with me. And I did some stuff with it, but not much. But there's so many. I videoed so many hunts. That kill shots and everything. Yeah. And never posted it to anything, yeah. anything, anything just, like that. Just, but, but you have them still, probably. Well, yeah, on my old can, computer. Yeah, computer still works. Yeah, I um, but not. I didn't take a camera one time last year. Yeah, and then the time before that, I took it one time. That was the first day I went bow hunting. Yeah, and I was like, I don't. I just don't want to deal with this. Yeah. Because it's a lot. Yeah, it is. And that's that's to what I... do I'm, it where you really... Where you're trying to make videos, yeah. trying to be the hunting public, yeah. or trying to be somebody that has a YouTube hunting show. And that's for a long time that we were trying that, and we're just like, you know, it's it's not... I, we're not called to do that. Like, no. I, it's not who I am. But I love the hunting, and I think I think it would add a cool aspect to what we do and make us enjoy yeah. it. And, and, 
and like I said, like, as you get older, like you really start to figure out what what means a lot in your life, and it's not about making money. Um, no. It's not about you know becoming this big time famous person on YouTube. It's it's all about doing what you do because you love to do it. And and I think you know if there's anybody that's young listening to this, like start having that mindset early, and oh, yeah. you can you'll enjoy life a lot more than just pushing to be the best and the most famous and you know pushing what the world tells you to push for which i struggle with not necessarily trying to be like the most famous or nothing but i struggle with always trying to be the best because i'm ever since i was little i'm very very competitive yeah anything i do i'm trying to do it well you want to you want to make it a game you know see who can win this what in this podcast, you yeah. know, so you can say the most words, <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, but like my dad used to always tell me, me and my buddy be out in the driveway, especially Jake, me and Jake, because he's super competitive too, but we'd be out in the driveway playing basketball and like, like life or death. And dad used to be like, guys, you're playing in the backyard, <laughs> like chill out. And it's not like we were getting mad at each other or nothing like that. It was just, we were both yeah. going as hard as we could and all that, which I'm that way with fishing. Yeah. It's I not a bad trait to have. No, but but I, at the same time, there's times that it pulls the fun out of it. Yeah. Because if I am sucking, yeah, that, I'm like, well, golly. Yeah, that's more so what... I, I got to do it more yeah. so I can get better. <laughs> exactly. That's more so the point that I think I'm trying to make is like, we get so caught up in, definitely me, like if I when I get stuck on bow hunting or bass fishing, I'll go fishing one time and I'll finish second in a tournament. I'm like, okay finish second i gotta finish first so almost the best yeah so then it's like every like from that moment on for the next three months my mind is stuck on how can i get better at this and i'll watch four thousand youtube videos so like even when i'm not out fishing i'm still consumed with it and it just consumes me and it it almost turns into an idol yeah um, in a sense and now as i've gotten older and and really started to think about like does this matter does it matter if i can make a 140 yard shot with my bow at this target that'd be pretty cool it it would be cool but i'm not i'm not levi morgan i bet i could do 150 (laughs) 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 and but that's just the world tells us that we've got to see these guys like levi morgan who can shoot a 140 yard shot or cameron haynes or you know Jacob Wheeler out there on, you know, you see these guys, you're like, okay, I want to be like that. And we're not like that. I mean, the reason Jacob Wheeler is the best bass fisherman in the world right now is because that's what he, I mean, he lives, eating, breathes bass fishing. And, you know, we could get there probably, like if we literally could let it consume us. But like in my life, I've realized that like my family, my wife, my two kids, me playing guitar at church, yeah. um, everything else is more important than me being the best bass fisherman or deer hunter or bow shot that there yeah. is. But if that's your life, though. Yeah, if that's too, what you're doing for a living, then yeah. by all means, Jacob, yeah. go catch all the bass you can catch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I'm not a professional yeah. bass fisherman, uh, and that's I'm a professional bathtub repairman. So if I was anything I needed to put all my effort into right now, <laughs> making my bathtubs look perfect. I promise but, you I'm not going to try to be the best plumber. <laughs> I promise. I'm not going to. I will try and be the best bathtub repairman for my customers but i can tell you right now when i'm not at work i'm no longer a bathtub repairman <laughs> well, yeah well um i guess we can shoot into uh yeah jesus time so if y'all happen to follow me on facebook my personal page um i made a post yesterday morning so i got to the lake really early i tend to do that but and so I was just sitting there, and so I was like, well, I'm going to get my devotions out because they, they come on my phone. And I was reading them, 
and they both literally like went together and anyways i made a post on it well what i was thinking about and all that stuff so real quick i'm gonna read these two verses they're pretty short so the first one is psalm 56 3 but when i am afraid i'll put my trust in you and the second one is ecclesiastes 11 5 as you do not know the path of the wind or how the body is formed in a mother's womb so you cannot understand the work of god the maker of all things and so what i wrote after that i'm just going to go ahead and read what i wrote and everything what i wrote under that is you may not understand what's going on right now but do not be afraid or worried and trust in the lord way easier said than done trust me but the more i truly trust god with what's going on in my life the easier life is honestly he doesn't want this life of ours to be stressful and worrisome thy kingdom come that will be done on earth as it is in heaven in the lord's prayer it even says he wants it to be like heaven on earth but you have to trust in him and let him be in control so basically what i was getting from that is you know it actually kind of goes along with what you were just talking yeah. about um you know you're gonna have different things go on in your life new jobs babies you know lots of changes all the time they're going to be scary they're going to be make you anxious they're going to all that kind of stuff but you just have to trust in him and really realize that what god is doing in your life right now is his plan and his path and once you do trust him and be like okay god well this is what you want me to be doing right now it's way easier to enjoy it yeah and and be happy about what you're doing and not worry yeah that's that's a big thing i mean we just over the past two years of life uh for my family in particular i mean we have i've had two kids i got you know my oldest is two my youngest is three months now and it has been it's that's already a scary season to go through as a as a person, but then you add COVID pandemic in 2020 when my first son was born. Now with what's going on now, you know, like there's we've been we're formula we feed our babies formula. You can't find formula anywhere, and it's just like it's easy. Like my wife is struggles with anxiety, and I mean it is easy for her to just stay. Like the other night, she was up all night because she was like, "What am I going to do? We're about out of formula, and I can't find it anywhere." And it's just like, I was dead asleep. She woke me up with, in a panic attack. And I'm like, go back to sleep. I'm not worried about formula. We got like half a can. We're good till Friday, you know. And and that's just my personality. But like to her, like it was like she was really in a panic. And I was just, I woke up and I was like, well, I had to apologize to her because I did not, I was dead asleep. And I'm the type of person, you wake me up from sleep and I, I'm not a very nice person. <laughs> but, But it's just like. I woke up and I had to sit with her on the couch for a little bit and we just talked and I was like, look, I said, we've just got to trust God. I was like, he didn't bring us this far in life to just let us, you know, yeah. he didn't give us a baby just so the baby died because we couldn't feed it. I mean, it's not going <laughs> to happen. Like I, I wholeheartedly believe this. And so, I mean, it, and you've got to live life like that and you've got to get, and there's not, I'm, I mean, there's some things that I'm really good at trusting God at, whether it be like feeding my baby formula. Like I know God's going to provide there. He says it a thousand times in the Bible that he will. So I can believe that easily. My wife, she, you know, she struggles with anxiety anyway. So she didn't, she was having a harder time. But, like, there's also some things that I really struggle with and anxiety, and she'll talk me out of those depths. But, and you just have to get to that point where it's just like, okay, God, I trust you. 
I know that you're working all things for my good. And that doesn't mean life is going to be great, but it does mean that no matter what happens in life, God's going to turn it for great. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to keep that perspective. Um, and, you know, he didn't call it. He, Jesus didn't come to this world um, and save us to keep us out of the storms that we're going to go through. But he did always promise he was going to walk with us through the storms. And that's one of the hardest things for us humans, you know, as, who worry in nature. I mean, it's just part of our human nature because we are flesh. We are sinners. Um, and that we live in a fallen world that is controlled by the devil. You know, it's it's easy to get caught up in that. And so it's it, those, those verses just really hit home with me this week just because I've been dealing with that at home. And I deal with it all the time. I mean, I have a shrimp allergy. <laughs> and Jeremy can attest to this. I've never had a shrimp allergy in my life until, you know, four years ago when I ate shrimp in the Dominican Republic and almost died. Just scary as crap being in a second world country with no EpiPen, no Benadryl, and I eat shrimp and my throat felt like it was closing up. And now, to, still to this day, I could go sit beside somebody that had <laughs> eat shrimp four hours ago and I start having a panic attack because of that one moment in my life that, you know, I, I felt like I was dying. And so I've had to really work on my anxiety within that sense because I'm like, like I'd be, uh, there'll just be random times. Like every time I get anxious and I don't even, half the time I don't even know what I'm anxious about, but I'll get anxious and it'll manifest itself. And as if my throat is closing up, like I'm having a shrimp allergy, <laughs> although I haven't even been around shrimp for four months. And it's just, so it's one of those things. And I've had to get to the point where I'm like, God, I trust you. And if I die because of this shrimp allergy that I'm having right now, although it's not really that, you know, that, this is the mindset I got to have. If I die right now because my throat closes up, I get to come see you. Yeah. But if I live, you know, I, I, like, I get to live here on earth and I get to win people to you. And it's kind of like that verse that Paul said to die. Um, to die, what is it? To die is gain. Hold yeah, on. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember the verse. I know what you're talking about there. For me to live. Ah. I'm going to have to look it up here in a second. I'll find it in just a second when you start talking. For you to die is for me to live or something like that. It's in Philippians. Um, But the whole point of the verse, I'll look it up and get to you in just a second. But it's just like whether I'm living on this earth or dying, you know, I've won. I've won because I'm a Christian. I'm going to heaven. So for me, it's better to die and be with Jesus. But if if you let me live here on this earth, you know, so be it. I'm going to sit here and live my life. And that's a hard thing to get to because – as humans, we don't want to die. Like that's one of the scariest things I think. And if if you're not afraid of death, when you're really either really close with Jesus or to your line, and so I just having that no worry. It's like you said, it's a lot harder said than done. But you've got to oh, have yeah. that mindset of when when those when those thoughts of fear and doubt and worry come into your mind, you've got to you know lasso those up and just throw them right back out, um, and you know tell Satan to go back to hell where he came from because that's who those thoughts are from. That's exactly right. Yeah, I think, you know, if we, when you're, when you're going through something, just sit down for a second and, and take a deep breath and, and pray. And that helps me a lot to just, you know, kind of reconnect real quick with God and, you know, let him just kind of take back over. Yeah. Did you find that verse? Yeah, I did. Philippians one twenty one. For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. There we go. So for me to live, you're going to be here on earth, and you're living for Christ. If for me to die, it's gain because it's even better. I get to go be with Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tonight was just kind of just you know just a little catch up and chit chat. Yeah, just talking. We didn't have a flow. If it was boring, we're sorry. But it was. I enjoy moments like this where we just get yeah. to talk and. I'm pumped up about deer season. 
I'm excited also too for summer to get here for my baby to get a little older so I can throw a life jacket on him and we can all go on on the boat. Me and my wife had so much fun last year out on the boat just going and catching shad and catching catfish out of Grand Ebon Lake. So I'm excited for that. And I, I think we're going to have some good podcasts. Come. I have no idea what our topics are going to be going we're moving forward. We might probably still do some monthly baits for June and July because I'm really – Yeah, we'll keep even that if going. It, even if it's more so like uh, – We'll keep that going. We'll do that throughout this year, yeah. at least. You know, let yeah. it go through this year. Yeah, but I, I might come with to you with uh, some questions about fishing in June and July because that's when my bass fishing really struggles. I don't know if you want to ask me. Well, we might find somebody that has some answers to there fish in go. June and July. That might be what we do because yeah. that, that's when bass fishing kind of goes over my head. I mean, I know where they're at. They're a lot of times off deep, and I'm like, okay, how do I find them and how do I catch them? I still go for, catch them shallow. Yeah, me too. Not good. Yeah. Not saying good. But. So you go fish a tournament and you catch three fish. A lot of times they're big fish, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you can but stumble we'll, into some We'll people. figure that out. But I think we're going to stick, try and get to a, a posting schedule um, once so we can try and put out some more stuff. Um, I, I don't know what you guys want to hear. I mean, we went through deer season, you know, talking about a lot of what we did in deer season was tips and tricks and helps and what the deer are doing to help, yeah. you know, help guys get on deer when. We don't necessarily want to go back through that same stuff when deer season rolls around, but we're going to, so if you guys have any, anything, I don't, I don't know, we're going to yeah. try and come up with some stuff and pray through it and see what God tells us. Uh, Cause I think that's what it's about anyways. Yeah, and again, you know, shoot some comments, you know, on our social media, we'll, you know, we can, if you listen to it, just go to Instagram, hunting, fishing and faith podcast, I think is what all it is on there. And then Facebook, we have a Facebook, Facebook, a Facebook page as well. And which this will be posted on there as well. Um, just find it and on that post you can comment on it and just tell us a topic that you're wanting to know about. And like Bradley said, if we don't know about it, then maybe we can find somebody that does or you know anything like that. Um, but you know we we do this so we can help spread the gospel and and talk about you know hunting and fishing. So if you enjoy that too, then keep listening not today because we're about done but (laughs) (laughs) but anyways you want to close this out in prayer yeah sure tell me father i just thank you for this time we get to sit down together god and just talk about upcoming deer season god talk about some fishing trips we've been on god but most of all i just thank you that we were able to talk about you and talk about you freely god and not have to worry about that somebody's going to come busting down the door and take us to jail god i just thank you for that freedom i'm god i just want to pray right now um over everybody that's listening, God, that that the spirit of fear just be cast out, God. That that in your in your powerful name right now, God, that you died on the cross so we don't have to worry, God. And we just thank you for that, God, and we trust you for that, God. So I just pray with each pray for each individual person that's listening, God, that if they're struggling with fear or worry or anxiety, God, that they can just come to you, God, bring it to you and lay it at your feet and just and and trust you, God. You promise in your word a hundred thousand times, I don't know how many, but that you're just you're gonna take care of us, God, that you you take care of the birds and the grass and the flowers, God. So I mean we are way more important than God. And we just thank you for that. And we just thank you that we don't have to live in fear and that we don't have to worry. And we just thank you for all that you're doing in our life, God. I just pray that you just get this podcast out to the people that need to hear it. And I pray that uh you give me and Jeremy the drive to keep doing this and that we just come up with some good stuff to talk about. Um, God, but most of all, we just pray that you are glorified through it all and that your name is spread, God. In your prophet name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, that's all we got. Well, we will uh, holler at you next time. <laughs>